Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. What's driving historic highs in employment of people with disabilities? And why has disabled employment exceeded that of the non-disabled? Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us now is Dr. Andrew Houghtonville, professor of economics at the University of New Hampshire and research director of the university's Institute on Disability. He's an expert on national trends involving disability employment. Doctor, you say the pandemic lockdowns dramatically changed things for people with disabilities who looked for work. How so? It affected both people with and without disabilities. The lockdown was tremendous. You know, we had people being laid off and furloughed. I mean, it was three times larger than the largest furloughing that we saw in the 70s. And, you know, it really limited the ability to go outside the home to not only search for a job, but retain your own job that you had before. Remember back when there was a search for masks and social distancing and dividers, many times, you know, firms took quite a while to get back online after the lockdown. And people without disabilities still haven't recovered to the employment level that they were before the pandemic. People with disabilities, it took about a year and a half to return back to pre-pandemic levels. And I want to emphasize that point because people with disabilities have completely recovered from job losses because of the pandemic. Is it true that they recovered at actually historic highs? Yes. About a year and a half after the pandemic, they passed their historic high. Now, the historic high was in 2008, just before the Great Recession. And they've continued to exceed that pre-pandemic level and passed the 2008 level and are now at historic highs for, I'd say, the last six or so months. Why did the recovery happen for people with disabilities faster than for people without disabilities? You know, there are a couple possible explanations. You know, this is stuff that's still kind of ongoing research by several folks across the country. One idea is that with increased use of flexible time and remote work, that many people with disabilities were able to maintain their previous employment And people who weren't working before the pandemic now have much more opportunities. And so it's really about the expansion of opportunity. Another quite different explanation is, well, the underlying composition of the population with disabilities has changed. The pandemic has made it more likely that people will claim or state that they have a disability because the whole immunocompromised population had to kind of reveal themselves during the pandemic. As a researcher, I don't like to speculate without kind of hard evidence, but I think the going strongest explanation is going to be expanded opportunities for people with disabilities based off of increased use of accommodations that were generated during the pandemic. And it sounds like you're saying that the telework jobs helped people without disabilities, perhaps as much as those with disabilities. I'd actually say it helped people with disabilities probably more. For a long, long time, transportation barriers were a big barrier to people with disabilities, people with physical and mental disabilities both. Going into work, having long commute times, that's always been a big barrier for people with disabilities, more so than people without disabilities. And, you know, I think the greater flexibility and more use of remote work has helped people with disabilities probably more than other populations. 
We're visiting with Dr. Andrew Houghtonville, professor of economics at the University of New Hampshire and an expert on national trends involving disability employment. Now, Doctor, you co-authored the 2022 study from Kessler Foundation. It reports that 58% of supervisors reported that their companies made accommodations for employees with long COVID, as you mentioned before, in which the effects last quite a while. So let me ask you this. In a world where the disabled, frankly, often have to fight for accommodations. Are you heartened by the level of accommodations for people with long COVID? Yeah, it really is kind of like a watershed moment for the development of accommodations. With the ADA in the 1990s, there was a slow and progressive building of kind of accommodations policy within the HR realm. Boy, it really was a big charge to HR offices across the country to develop accommodations for people with long COVID, but also people with disabilities generally. The interesting thing about the Kessler survey in 2022 was that a lot of firms developed and modified their accommodation process and these changes were here to stay. So we asked about, okay, you have more remote work. Is this something that's going to stay? I think it was around 70% of those who said they increased their use of remote work said that that was something here to stay. And your data also shows that hiring and recruiting people with disabilities was more important to supervisors and upper management in 2022. How did that actually come about? We did the same survey in 2017. And one of the things that happened, and I think that reflects that it's more important to supervisors and upper management that they recruit people with disabilities was in part due to the labor shortages. So we have this tremendous movement in the economy, the lockdown, which sends 70 to 80% of the working population out on furlough. And it's this huge shift. And then all of a sudden we start having these supply chain issues and worker shortage. We have the great resignation. And in certain parts of the country, there's a huge shortage in labor. And whenever we see that, we see improvements for people with disabilities, that it's a relatively untapped labor force that HR managers are really looking to tap. And how do we tap people who traditionally they wouldn't have looked for in the past? And you did point out that more employers are using outsourced organizations to help hire the disabled. So they're obviously seeing the benefits of reaching out and trying to tap in, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. So not only outside organizations, but outside organizations that are specific to people with disabilities. So there are many times nonprofit firms locally and regionally and by state that help connect employers with workers with disabilities. And it's more likely that they're reaching out to these employment service providers specific to disability. And so, you know, it's a really effective strategy for recruiting. Back in 2017, we found, I think it was around 30% of employers used these kind of disability-specific agencies, and that percentage doubled by 2022. And it's these shortages that really make you think creatively. I know at the university, we used to get, you know, 100 resumes every time we posted a position for, say, an administrator. Now we're getting five at best, and we're now actively recruiting by going to LinkedIn and resources like that to actively recruit people and find people as opposed to just post a position and collect resumes. It's a very different world. 
Well, more to come on all that, I'm sure. Dr. Andrew Houghtonville, thank you so much for sharing your study and joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.